to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. You look wild. As do you. You've surrounded yourself with luxury. I have to play the part of the father. As you'll see, it's paying off. Still sharp after all these years. You have the Wayne boy. Not yet. There are some practical matters that have to be resolved first. A few pieces to arrange on the board before the checkmate. But soon. After almost 200 years, we can be patient. Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Bateman. Bateman. I mean, I mean Batman. Batman. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie D. Simone. And uh, don't worry, we're not going to assault your eyes. We're going to do our like best that. not. You will not lose a limb. You will not lose an eyeball. I might lose my microphone, but it's you okay. Might, one of us might lose our microphone. <laughs> but no, we're here as we always are every Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Live! And on Alpha Geek Radio, along with our chatters. Uh, right now we have... Uh, Ray Ray and Win. Ray Ray and Win, which they haven't said anything yet, so it's just been me and Emory <laughs> talking. So they're there. there. But they're I'm, there. I'm sure we'll hear from them very, very soon. I, and it's always a pleasure. It's always a always, pleasure always. To, to have them around, for sure. You're just trying to, like, vamp until they say something. Or do, hey, oh, Michael Lucero's coming back. Oh, and Michael Lucero's here, too. But we we love having you guys join us live to chat Gotham. And, uh, and Michael Lucero says, finally made it. Yes, he did. But, uh, yeah, uh, another good episode of Gotham this pretty week. Pretty good, pretty good. Real humdinger. A really, a real, it felt really painful. I think I'm having Jeff phantom Winger. pains for people. My my wrists are mm-hmm. kind of aching for people. See, for, oh, uh, Wynn said, so, sorry, I was setting a fire. Uh, oh, well, that's th- fair. That and she legitimately might be. It's probably cold there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so I guess uh, speaking of fires, we should probably go ahead and get uh, talking about this scorching episode Just of Gotham. <laughs> I am the fire starter. I am the fire starter. <laughs> Can never have enough napalm. Emery, rhyming Ridley in episode summary. Go. Who is the man pulling penguin strings? He's a Dumas, among other things. Where does a redling villain await? Pass the fondue pod on a weird double date. Do fires fly once they are stoked? Will the newbie strike force soon find themselves smoked? Who hunts Bruce Wayne with manipulation? An old knife cuts quick in scarification. Something scar fornication. I mean, scarification. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very uh, interesting uh, name for the episode, actually, which I guess it's a. Uh it's reminiscent or it's indicative of the, the practice of, you know how people have those weird tattoos that are actually scars? Like, yeah. They're kind of like brands or something like that. That is technically what scarification is about. Interesting. I, we were talking before the show what mm-hmm. that could possibly mean. If anyone in the chat room has any ideas. Yeah, what it was relevant to in this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely, because sure. we didn't. We had to look it up about 10 minutes ago, which obviously means it didn't jump at us <laughs> earlier. <laughs> well, uh, scarification aside, what did you think about this week's episode? um it was pretty good it was pretty good there were i had you know a few quibbles mm-hmm. little little letdowns going on but oh the backstory that we desperately needed came about and that makes me happy oh yes uh they, all of the well, 200 years ago mm-hmm. and yeah some some lines filled in on theo gallivan for sure on for the sure. wayne's definitely um on other people for sure um, etc yeah. uh but <laughs> sorry <laughs> No, but uh, above anything else, though, uh, one of the big things in this week's episode was the introduction of a classic Batman villain, but a new take on a classic Batman villain. Is it? Okay, because I... Firefly. I know nothing. So you know nothing about Firefly? I know nothing. Well, what did you think about this version of Firefly, considering you don't know anything about Firefly? Um, I, well, right now I just feel really, really bad for her, (laughs) like really bad because she doesn't completely want to be that person. Like Mm -hmm. she was, she was trying to fight them off and be like, don't touch me. I can't control. (laughs) Don't touch me. And then he died. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to give some people some background on the comic book, yes, uh, Firefly, uh, there have been two Fireflies, uh, it, it, two main Fireflies in the comics. And I, I am pulling this off of Wikipedia because Firefly is one of those characters that is always like in a tableau 
with a bunch of other Batman villains. Oh, really? But I, I don't, I, I, I don't recall ever reading a story specifically about Firefly. Okay. I, I'm sure I have. But, I'm sure. Uh, the first iteration of Firefly is introduced as Garfield Linz, a down and out uh, film visual effects expert who attempts to rob a theater by faking a fire, okay. only to be stopped by Batman and Robin. So basically, like a, a Mysterio type character, okay. a, a special effects expert, yeah. basically Adam Savage from MythBusters, <laughs> if he became a supervillain. You know, I don't put it past him. I think he actually is. He might be. He does wear costumes at at conventions. At Comic-Con and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the second one was Ted Carson, uh, which is an ostentationally ostentatiously wealthy gold mine heir who gambles away the family fortune and turns to crime to maintain his lifestyle. Interesting. So he's also uh, ooh, that this is interesting. It might tie into some stuff we have to talk about later. Mm-hmm. He's also Bruce Wayne's rival for the affections of Kathy Kane, a.k.a. Oh. Batwoman, who uh, got a bit of a revamp post-crisis uh, to where Bruce Wayne wouldn't necessarily be, you know... Her cup of tea? Yeah, her cup of tea, we'll say. Yes. Uh, yeah, she was dating Renee Montoya, I believe. Yeah, I think we have that mentioned Later, don't we? Oh, do we? yeah, I think we do. Actually, I was like, it was your point, but I, I liked it too. We, uh, it, yep, it was a fun things. take on on the character. Oh, by the way, Michael in the chat room, I think we did get uh, your messages like, "Hey, finally made it." Uh, stuff. Well, like we got that. that, but I think he may have said more. Oh, okay, I, he's having issues. It's his work. But uh, anyway, fun take on the character. I, I I rather enjoyed it. I'm guessing the actual Firefly, whoever it might be. I I mean, like the one in Batman times, right? Because it's obviously not this lady. Uh, yeah, uh, is either going to get this costume somewhere along the way, or at least be inspired by this version of Firefly. There's I, lots of inspiration coming from the current Gotham. Yeah, does, well, I mean, the Excuse thing me. is for for the timelines to work out with these the villains timelines. still being threats when right. when Bruce Wayne's all grown up. Uh, you know, it, it makes sense that a lot of them are going to be inspirations or half versions, you know, right. that sort of thing. I know, but this was a pretty, um, it's a pretty hardcore version. Yeah, and I very think. fleshed out too. Uh, you know, one thing I really liked about it, and I don't think I, I put this in my notes here, mm-hmm. was that uh, she had like a very practical motivation for the superhero costume, yeah. which is not something you see a lot of. A lot of times it's just like, oh, everyone else is wearing a costume. I have to as well. Right. I'll or, be as flamboyant as possible. Her, she needed it. You know, she's because, like, I'd like to not burn again. Because her quote unquote brothers, uh, you know. It, well, or jerks. Yeah. And we'll get into them in a second here too I, okay. I, I did not like them they were dumb they were really dumb they were a little over the top too i mean i don't mind over the top especially on this show the show uh, screams for it but i you know her brothers were just a little bit over the top evil uh for my taste uh, it, basically rule one of, of being a, a an evil bad guy jerk mm-hmm. if you're abusing somebody for years on end mm-hmm. don't give them a flamethrower yeah probably don't, not a yeah, wise decision. yeah don't arm them <laughs> Well, they ran away when she, when she had the flamethrower. They they did. They bailed. They they did bail. They did bail. But at the same time, like that just seems like a really dumb move. Yeah, I mean, of course it's a very dumb. And move. also, don't especially when she's scared of it. Mm-hmm. That's not good. And also, you you shouldn't uh, play pranks on a, an important job where you have to retrieve something from the building you're burning down. Right. Save the pranks for another gig. Yeah, Especially is- after you just lost your third brother or brother. Brother, I don't know. Yeah. Brother, um, you know, whichever it is. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it seems like a really stupid risk to take, uh, yeah. you know, to play the prank like, hey, you know, I, you, you, they f- tried to fake her out. They tried to fake her out. <laughs> I was trying to remember the exact thing they did and then I couldn't. So I was just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> turkey. And I, I was also kind of wondering if Kat was there to rescue her, if she was just keeping tabs on her. Rescue her. See, the thing is, though, is that I, what, what was the character? It was a Bridget? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she didn't want to leave that situation. So I, I kind of felt like Kat was in the wrong there a little bit. Because, I mean, she obviously this woman, I, I mean, she's been beset upon. Yeah. She's been abused. Mm-hmm. She's been, you know, uh, held down by by the Beer Brothers, as one calls them in the yeah. chat room. Uh, but at the same time, she's an adult. And given the choice to leave or not leave, she chooses to stay because she's kind of she kind of likes where it's going now. 
I think she'd have been shot mm-hmm. if she'd have stayed even oh, 30 yeah. seconds longer. Oh, though. if she had stayed in that situation where Kat helped her get up on the fire yeah. escape? Definitely. I'm talking about the situation she had at home, the domestic <gasps> oh. situation. Because, you know, the whole philosophical fight her and Kat have, family versus having somebody versus not, and even having a bad person is better than having nobody, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I I, I feel like uh, Bridget was... kind of uh, leaning into it a little bit because she liked the power that they were giving her. I, okay, I slightly, this sort of it takes place over a few different things though. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time when Kat was going to her, like, before they had that fight, um, I think it was more her making Bridget aware that, hey, I'm here. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we go way back. Yeah, I'm reaching out to I'm reaching over and giving her that option mm-hmm. and she sees it's not going to be taken, so she backs off. And then when she goes for the knife and she sees how involved she's getting and how they're she knows that they're careless and abusive and blah 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 blah. she doesn't actually try and take her out of there she just gives warning upon warning she's like you're gonna be bacon like you're going to burn and i think that's why Mm -hmm. she follows her to she's a helper like as much as she wants to be a bad guy she's really not yet Uh too much um, at the same time, I'm just saying, I think that's why she was there in that alley was that she was going to try and pull her out of there, maybe against her, her will or her wishes. Um, I didn't see it. Cause I, I don't see any other reason for Kat to be hanging out there watching things. To try and rescue her if she got, I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's different than what you're saying. Oh, you, you think, okay, cause I, I just got the impression that Kat was there to get her away from her, her brothers who she had just told Kat that she didn't want to leave. I got her that mm. she was there to save her basically from herself and from the fire and mm. all that. Not necessarily from the brothers. I think it was more like a literal, like, you're going to die if you're still standing here in a minute. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it was more for that because she acknowledges, like, you can't make Kat do anything she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. She knows that. She knows that this other street kid, you can't make them do anything they, they don't want to do. But hey, a helping hand's a helping hand. Yeah, well, you know, I will say, though, that even though Selena was very anti-family uh, this episode, she's got one now. Uh, you know, she she has Bridget there by her side. I, and I, I also thought it was interesting that Selena was so anti-family when we've seen her the entire series kind of, kind of trying to find a family. Like, she thought she found it with Fish, and she thought she found it with Bruce for a second. And she, she, she keeps running away because she thinks she's going to get hurt. And sometimes she does. And I, I kind of wonder if uh, if Firefly Bridget, if she's going to be the one who finally, you know, gives Kat that family she's been looking for in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. Or if, if she's going to betray her as well. Mm-hmm. Or if they, and I mean, we, we will be watching the trailer for next week, which I think has some interesting has possibilities some towards this end. I, I think I'm the only one who didn't really see Selena necessarily down on families in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it was. Well, she was, say, she was saying, you know, the only one you can depend on is yourself. Anyone else will let you down, all that, that kind of stuff. I don't know. You know? Okay, maybe I just... Mm-hmm. didn't hear it completely or something but it just yeah i mean and that happens seemed... that happens with us sometimes sometimes one of us hears half of a conversation one of us hears yeah. the other and we come to a conclusion okay but it, but uh no uh when says in the chat chat room i thought cat way i thought it was just cat thinking i want to see this hot mess happen you know that's very possible very true. that's very very, very true. possible she does like being around chaos a lot she does because she can sneak around and mm-hmm. not get involved usually okay uh well uh we should keep going with this fire theme what, what right. do you have to say the about fires it? okay so when bridget is setting the fire to all these different wayne enterprise buildings on pretty mm-hmm. much the same row yes um is she stealing things from all of them or just the first one where she stole the knife? Because if she has to steal things from different buildings, how did she access things because she left Bunder's Law's eyeball at the first building? Well, I, I, you know what? I can't remember if they said it specifically in the episode, but I was under the impression that a lot of those fires were getting set uh, just mainly to uh, kind of throw them off the trail of what they actually went for, what they were actually going after. They were like, you know, if we burn down all these Wayne buildings and the Wayne people who Ooh. aren't said Blunder, Blunderslaw, mm-hmm. they won't know that we were going after the knife. 
which I guess is, apparently is very important to Wayne Enterprises. I, you know what I thought was really weird about the whole fire. All right, what I thought it was weird that Penguin. Well, I mean, obviously Penguin doesn't really want Theo to succeed too much. No, but it, I, you know, it, but he doesn't want him to fail either because then his mother's dead. Dead. Uh, but I thought it was weird that he picked one arsonist crew who has mm-hmm. one MO mm-hmm. and had them do all of the the burnings in the mm-hmm. city. I mean, you think you diversify a little bit. For one, if they get caught, then you, the whole jigs up. Like everybody knows everything. You, you know, they know who did what, when, where, why. Because yeah. I mean, those guys aren't gonna they're aren't not gonna, gonna be protect. loyal. Yeah, they're not gonna be loyal, like Penguin. Him. Like what you do is you have you have a old Butch or you know Butch and Cat or whatever go around to three or four different crews. Hire, hire a different crew for each building. Yeah, but I mean, it's easier to have one and be like, they're the best. So there's a mm-hmm. better chance of them getting it right and knowing what they're doing. And, Except you know, for the guy who went shopping. Except for the guy who went shopping was like, theft. Oops. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know. I I probably I think he just wanted to make it as easy as possible on himself. Like, yeah, if they got caught, they would have flipped on him. But that's better to have one person flip on you than like four. Yeah, and I guess at the end of the day, too, they they probably could have arranged to have them all that just the one crew take it out in prison or something. Yeah. Versus you know several different crews. Right. Um. Also, how did no one? And by no one, I mean anyone at Wayne Enterprises noticed that Bunderslaw was missing as some of the buildings are burning maybe not necessarily before because it was a pretty quick turnaround Mm -hmm. uh because apparently needed a fresh eye um like i know that he was the garbage man for everything with wayne enterprises but there has to be somebody who could have made that connection like his personal assistant or something Uh, maybe they're sometimes they're either really Mm -hmm. in the know or they're really clueless well the board lady i will say a lot of times at that executive level yeah yeah, you know, an executive can just go missing from the office for a few days, and no one will think any of the wiser. Because I mean, they're they're jet setters. They're flying uh, to yeah, but- to Central City and Coast City back and forth and then had it coming back to gotham city to to recharge and deliver their findings then they're back out to metropolis and all the other cities in the dc I, universe yeah i was about to say small keep going. for vacation it's going on a farm um i mean i guess i can see that too but i feel like this board is so involved in all of the mm-hmm. garbage and bad things of wayne enterprises that yeah. somebody would have put it together and somebody mm-hmm. would have gone oh somebody's after the knife well somebody else knows about that knife there's no way well definitely definitely true but at the same time all of this nice stuff everything going on there is so like underground and so secretive that yeah someone might have noticed but jim gordon's not going to know that uh cat's not going to know that penguin's not going to know that because they're this big secret cabal you know I, i I'm just saying. We're, we're lucky we're getting peaks behind the scenes at Theo at all. Finally. You know, but if nothing else, at least we did find out a little bit about the knife. Yes. About why the why knife exists. Why we're after the knife. And we were introduced uh, to, in the telling of the story of the knife, mm-hmm. uh, we were introduced to the five families of Gotham. The big, the big uh, hullabaloo that is the five families of Gotham that have been running the city and building the city and crafting the city for, for hundreds, hundreds of years, of years. now. Yes. Which is a very comic book thing. I and it, it definitely uh, makes me think more and more that this season is going to end on the Court of Owls because that's kind of the deal with the Court of Owls too. Is that all these families, uh, these big powerful families in Gotham, mm-hmm. are kind of have kind of been working together and against one another for hundreds of years to create the Gotham City we know and mm-hmm. and love slash despise slash are really really afraid to walk down alleys in today. Yeah. I okay. And so basically, they name five families here, and I figured I, I'd just give a quick rundown of them with their mm-hmm. comic book origins because they, they're all comic book uh references i okay. uh, and i thought hey, you know people might appreciate that yes please okay so first off the elliots we've already met thomas elliot mm-hmm. um uh, aka hush uh, he was the uh, bully uh, he was the bully at bruce's school last mm-hmm. season he eventually uh in the comic books grows up to be hush one of batman's greatest villains which makes sense and i uh, also from one of gotham's premier uh families even in modern times mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of have, have an embarrassment of embarrassment and family drama and falling apart, which prompts mm. Tommy to become hush. hush eventually. 
Okay, and next up is the Canes, which we already mentioned, uh, Kathy Kane, mm-hmm. who becomes Batwoman uh, okay. later later on in life. Uh, she she is a uh, very prominent and actually uh, probably one of the biggest uh, first big pushes for for like a, a gay or lesbian superhero out of DC Comics. I mean, there have been in the past, but yeah. it was like you know the whole nine yards, big story in USA Today when she appeared in uh, actually very appropriate. We're talking about this. Yeah, uh, the comic book series. She made her debut. You in the comic book series 52. Uh, we're also in, on episode 52. I, but yeah, and also she dated Renee Montoya. So I would love to see uh, Kate Kane uh, show that up. That would be interesting. And, you know, call call up her new girlfriend, Renee. So let's have Renee, Kathy Kane, and Barbara. Duke it out. Walk into a bar. Girls night. Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! Huh. And uh, you can age up Ivy and Kat and they can join in too, I guess. No, I mean... Just just put them through through a weird uh, aging. Give them they don't a weird need a weird a- aging thing. Aging they just serum. need the proper makeup. <laughs> okay, and uh, next up we have the crowns, which I I actually wasn't familiar. All the other names I recognized right off mm. the bat. The crowns I did not, so I, I went and looked them up, and I I guess I have actually read one of their stories before. Oh, because, have you? Yeah, they're a crime family who features heavily in the original Court of Owls story from a ah. few years ago uh, by Scott Snyder. Uh, basically, you know, they're, they're way back history. Mm-hmm. They merge with the Cobb family. Uh, one's the black, kind of considered the black knights. One's okay. considered the white knights. Oh. And when the, the families, the yeah, when the families merge, uh, they create, uh, uh, the son of gray, the gray son. Uh, so yes, uh, they are basically the, uh, the ancestors of Dick Grayson. Uh, who, so they have the flying Graysons or of like these high up people. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we've already met. Uh, we've the, already met the Graysons, the star-crossed lovers of uh, of uh, Dick Grayson's parents at this circus. And it has been said that they're coming back this season. So I think this is going to play oh, really? in a bit more. Oh, yeah. Oh, then we're definitely getting Kathy Kane or somebody from mm-hmm. that family if there is this much that we already know is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the Cobbs, uh, who were part of that union, uh, mm-hmm. also spawned the first Talon in the Court of Owls. Which, What's uh, that mean? Uh, basically a Talon. I know what a t- like a real Talon is, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what one of the Talons, they're basically the Court of Owls soldiers. They're these brainwashed uh, soldiers okay. who do the bidding of the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. I, that, I guess that's the simplest way to explain it. But, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, they're a the, minion? I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the Cobbs uh, spawned the first talent of, in the Court of Owls. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, obviously we're heading down that road. We're going there. Yeah. And finally, uh, last but not least, well, the Waynes. Well, the Waynes. Yeah, they're one That's of the five obvious. families, but we don't need to talk about them. Now, we already, last but not least, we know enough about them. Kind of. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's doom. That's all we know. I know, but uh, mm-hmm. the last one is actually Theo Gallivan's true name, true family, uh, the Dumases. <laughs> Those Dumases. You're such a Dumas. Okay, and if you're not familiar with the <laughs> comics uh, too much, uh, the or- this is the Order of Dumas, which is sort of this splinter cell of the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. And they're responsible for training these ultimate warriors. I, and w- there's one such warrior who was introduced, I, I believe, uh, who was it? Um, Denny O'Neill, I think, was, was the writer on the book. But he was introduced in the 90s about a year before the Nightfall storyline. Okay. His name's Azrael. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, you know, he, he comes in. He's this, you know, member of the Order of Dumas. He comes in trying to be the hero Gotham needs who's willing to kill people. And Batman mm-hmm. kind of strikes him down. And they come to this agreement. Okay, I won't kill people, but I'll rough him up a lot. You know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's like roughing up is okay. And then a year later, Batman gets his back broken by Bane, if you're mm-hmm. familiar, familiar I, with the story. I, I actually am aware of that, yes. And uh, he has Azrael take over for him mm-hmm. as the Batman oh. for like a year, six months until Dick Grayson gets upset about it. And then he gets his, <laughs> his back healed by some magic thing. I forget what it was. I think it might have just been willpower. Of course it was. Uh, <laughs> Batman of course it was healed his willpower. back. Willpower. But he, he actually rolled around the world for a long time, like with this this big Collar. white beard, fake white beard in his wheelchair. No. Pretending to be this professor. It, it was great. It was great. But Azrael. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the soldiers of the Order of Dumas was the uh, substitute ba- Batman, and I, Danny, Danny Cannon I, I, and Bruno Heller, I think, both have said that Azrael will be showing up this se- series uh, of Gotham or the season of Gotham. So I'm wondering, 
is Theo Gotham's Azrael or is Gotham's Azrael going to be one of those warriors that the old dude That's coming cloak, over on a boat that, that are coming over on a boat? Interesting. Either way, I, I'm really excited to see just a ton. I'm scared of what's going to happen. I'm excited, yeah. but scared all at the same time because I feel like it's just going to go blah and explode having a bunch of ultimate warriors like running through gotham though that's that'll be fun yeah but that'll be fun yeah yeah but those are the five families in gotham to watch out for five okay amory why don't you talk a little bit about a family we haven't mentioned the couple puts the couple all right penguin and butch penguin and butch penguin and butch so peng butch (laughs) putch Penguin. Uh, <laughs> so is Penguin really crazy, or is he putting on an act for Galavan? Oh, I think he. I think he's he's a little upset. He's a little crazed, but I don't think he's he's crazy like a fox, like he's always been. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Galavan has got under his skin. Oh uh, yeah. But I think a good a good amount of it is a put on, especially. That's what. Oh god. Because you remember when that guy comes in and tells him mm-hmm. about about the uh, the count house. The count house and everything uh, getting knocked over. And he, he kills him and he's like, wait, he I didn't have kill him. He, he beats, he beats him. He beats the crap out of him. And then he's, he's like, hey, I have an idea. And af- after that point is when he's very much, uh, he's whenever uh, Tigress, what's her, I, Tabitha? Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever she's around, he's like, oh, someone's betrayed me, blah, blah, blah. And he keeps throwing these side glances at Butch and everything like that. It's then he has the plan. And it's then we oh. kind of, yeah. So it's then we he get already formed the plan. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's then we start. And by the end of the episode, once we, you yeah. look back on it and everything, it becomes apparent. This is season one Penguin. This is Penguin and his element playing the game. Penguin chess. Yeah. Penguin chess is scary, though. Mm-hmm. OK. So, yes, he's crazy, but not quite that crazy. Um, do you he, th- He's upset. He's upset. But, I but mean- he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and that's just insane to me. Um, do you think part of this is why we're going to get his dad later in the season? Could be. Which I don't know how later is later. It really could be next week for all I know. Well, who knows? Because I, I know we saw uh, in the the copy on the back of that Oswald Cobblepot toy uh, from last year that his dad was an embarrassed power player in Gotham. So maybe he's wrapped up oh. in all this too. You know, uh, Pee Wee. Maybe. No. What? Cobblepot cane. Cobblepot cane. No. Crown? No. Do we have a crown? We have the crowns because we have the Graysons. Never mind. I'm just trying to <laughs> put it all together. I'm, I'm playing the game. Um, Poor Butch. Very poor, much so. Poor Butch. Um, however, it's neat that we can finally really see, like, this episode was really clear about how the mind control thing works. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's only when he's given a very direct order, drink butch, and he does the head twitch. Yeah. The head twitch is, I want to resist, but I can't. I want to resist, but I can't. The heck did Zaz do to this man? (laughs) Um, so that's really crazy and that all of a sudden Huck! very good scream from scream yes. from uh drew powell though very good it was amazing i enjoyed that yes i i also thought <laughs> speaking of butch though i thought it was interesting that uh he was very adamant against fish coming back but i think that's part of the zazz mm-hmm. a little bit well I, I i just mean he's like nah that's not gonna that's not happen happening. that's not gonna happen it, it, it almost makes me wonder if fish is actually coming back at some point and this is them kind of teasing it i think or if she's not coming back at all and this is the writer's very off the line non-contractually breaking way of saying we're not bringing you back jada it really could go either way it could go either way but at least they've teased the possibility that she could be back. i think that's what they're doing is they're leaving that Mm -hmm. open um to do that if they want or can yeah because they're throwing everything at everything this Mm -hmm. episode or the season so who knows what we're getting yeah i i just want fish to come back from doll makers island and be mecha fish you know mecha fish i i do still think though that while butch is being mind controlled by penguin he still had or well maybe not after this episode but he still had some affection for the old old pangy pangy pants pangy pants Mm -hmm. speaking of pangy pants uh, we have a, a voicemail here from rebecca why don't we go ahead and play it rebecca, it away, rebecca. what's up legends of gotham what's what's up? Up? rebecca johnson and i'm calling about the season two episode called 
scarification. Is it scarification or scarification? Anyway, <laughs> both are applicable to this episode. Thanks, scarification. <laughs> I liked so much about uh, this week's episode. I loved the female Firefly, who, P.S., I thought was, I thought this version on Gotham was better than the one on Arrow. That's just my opinion, but I really enjoyed this take on Firefly. I also really <laughs> like uh, I also really like it when villains are pitted against each other. So mm-hmm. I am loving this whole Penguin versus Theo storyline. But holy crap, this episode was so violent. <laughs> they removed yet another eye on this show. <laughs> it's a running thing uh, apparently. Hey, 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 Rebecca, Rebecca, we got to talk about this eye thing because I have an eye thing. Yep, yep. Eye stuff freaks me out, and it's like every episode now. <laughs> There's an eye thing. They're yeah. stabbing somebody in the eye. At Gotham TV writers, you have some explaining to do. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Indirectly blew up a dude. Butch got his <laughs> hand, I, at least I think it was his hand, chopped off. And Penguin literally tried to kill the messenger. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. pretty violent episode this week. But my one request for Gotham is for someone to explain to me why Selena Kyle wears her goggles. Don't get me wrong. I love those goggles. I even dressed up as Selena for Dragon Con. But <laughs> come on. She was sleeping with them on. Why does she need to do that? I, I think her mom was a World War II pilot, and they were her mom's goggles. Oh, really? Interesting. No. No. So everybody is going to watch this episode and be like, Court of Owls, Court of Owls. But I just want someone to explain to me why Selena Kyle wears those goggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of Selena, if you guys still wondered what I thought about Alfred slapping her, I did not care for it. Well, anyway, I thought it was another enjoyable episode of Gotham, and I can't wait to hear it. Your thoughts. Hey, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, one reason Selena Kyle wears the goggles is because Darwin Cook did a very famous redesign on the character back in the early 2000s. I think it was Mm. Darwin Cook, including the goggles, and Mm. they wanted the the Selena Kyle character on Gotham to look like the one from the comics, so they gave her the goggles. Oh, that's fair. So, so that's the uh, that that's the outside of Gotham reason. Another reason I was thinking about is they could function, and I mean, this is why Darwin Cook gave them to her mm-hmm. uh, in the comics. They can function a little bit like a mask, which a, a young yeah. homeless girl in the city who's constantly running from the cops and hiding out in the narrows might need a disguise every once in a while. Maybe. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. That's all I'm saying. Emery, why don't you tell them about our Patreon? Okay. Hi, we have a Patreon. We do. This is a way for you to help support our lovely, lovely podcast here, Legends of Gotham, as well as our other podcast, Greetings from Storybrooke. Uh, Patreon is a monthly donation starting at 10 cents all the way up through, I don't know, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, what you want to throw our way? We'll take some shekels. Um, you can you can send in, uh, you can't send in eyeballs. You can send we in We do hands. not accept eyeballs or hands. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, we are not in the market. While my eyeballs are not good, I do not want new ones. Um, <laughs> but if you go to patreon.com slash universe box, you can make a monthly pledge. And we have all sorts of prizey level reward things like yep. free books, exclusive content, mm-hmm. We're doing some yeah, if you movie read commentaries my, in the near future. If you want to read my superhero <laughs> uh, book series, uh, nice. you can get the entire thing, Dog Boy Adventures, for free uh, by just by pledging 10 cents. 10 cents. That's all, you need, That's to all do. you need to do. And then just go back through all posts, and I have the zip file in there for you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yep. we currently have 33 patrons uh, pledging $208 a month. Somebody up their, their pledge. They did. They did. She upped it today. Thank you, Elle. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, <laughs> very, very much so. And uh, we, we love all of you guys yeah we, you guys are awesome we love seriously. that you guys are, are helping support the show and everything so uh, yeah. patreon.com slash universe box uh, remember to think outside Aww. Aww. that all, was like an Eaton Park commercial mm-hmm. remember uh, to eat up. also if you want to pick up some Legends of Gotham t-shirts flask a watch a clock legendsofgotham.com slash support which I don't have pulled up right now so I'm not going to show it to you guys watching <laughs> the YouTube live stream sorry about sorry. that sorry Sorry, sorry, sorry. So any other business? Any other business? Let's see. Oh, we're still running the uh, contest on the the Gotham uh, Comic-Con exclusive TV guide. All you have to do is leave a review on iTunes. Update your review on iTunes. Update your review on iTunes. Sing our praises all over the internet. Yeah, sing our praises on social media. And just let us know that you did it. Legendsofgotham at gmail.com. 
and you'll be entered to win. There's only like, I think there's five or six people entered right yeah, now. Yeah, there's really not that many. So your chances are pretty good if you if you enter. You might just win. You could win. meet the new Scooby gang. You could meet the new Scooby gang, too. Big stuff on Supergirl. Ruh-roh! 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 <laughs> zombie. All sorts of behind-the-scenes equal stuff. Yeah, bloody, but, uh... Bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. Hey, there's some Flash stuff. An umbrella. You know what? You could, you could, uh... You could pick that up at, at just about any store, including the Merc. I think they, oh, they carry the that Merc? at the Merc. The yeah, Merc the, uh, is carrying it, I think. Walmart for supervillains. Walmart for supervillains. With, yeah, gi- yeah. with giant uh, barrels of acid marked acid, <laughs> which I loved. No, but I love this concept. It's it's such – one, I love that Penguin was involved in it mm-hmm. because it's very much a Penguin-esque affair. Yeah. I, very similar to the kind of stuff he does in the comics. Mm-hmm. And I, I also loved just the, the pure Batmaniness of it. Yeah. The fact that, you know, it's just like this Walmart and there's like special on aisle five, blue light special on aisle five. <laughs> That's Kmart. And, and I even love the, the shop clerk who, you know, he, there was a surcharge for – charge for soiled bills that was awesome ones that were hit with the dye packet (laughs) it's such a great concept and while i i I commend the gotham city police Mm -hmm. department for busting up the the illicit enterprise it's coming back i really hope it comes back in some form i i would love to see like a gotham bottle episode set there Yes. Like just a bunch. So fun. Or like Selena gets a job or Mm -hmm. something. Like she's helping out. Or like do something where Jim and a bunch of supervillains are trapped in there. Yeah. And they they have, you know, this full arsenal and it's just a whole episode of them fighting it out. You know, that'd be a lot of fun too. (laughs) Gotham at Gotham TV writers, stop taking people's eyes. Start giving people bottle episodes set in the murk. That's all I'm saying. Yes, please. All right, double date night. Double I date really, night. really, 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 really wanted more to come of this. <laughs> like really bad. They built it up. There was promo pictures. There mm-hmm. was interview statements about being trapped. And it was, I was, I thought Nygma was going to crack. I thought there was just going to be like a eh, like moment. Well, see, you gotta you gotta remember, Nigma's the D plot here, which means I know he is. We get a little movement, a little movement, a little movement, a little check in for three or four episodes, and then boom, big movement. Last week's episode was, was the big, big movement. movement. I so, know. So we just but I like this bit... storyline. So basically, we just get a little bit of follow up this week, and then it's going to dovetail next week into the next yeah. act in that story. Yeah. You know, although I, I I did think it was a little like they they were so like over overly cheesy with each other like i i thought it was hilarious see i thought it was fun that it sort of seemed like gordon was coming around to a, a little bit with nigma on like a human level mm-hmm. like he's always you know been like nigma at work but he knows he's smart he knows he knows his stuff um and yeah i don't know even the riddle wasn't that bad i thought it was, <laughs> i thought it was cute i do think it's a very dumb move on ed's part though i think it's gonna mm-hmm. ultimately him cozying up with uh lee and gordon Yep. is ultimately going to be uh, his undoing or his – what exposes The friendship him. will be his undoing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be what exposes him to Gordon mm-hmm. and what he's done to Gordon eventually, yeah. I eventually. think. Because you, do, you don't – you know, the, the cop who at least portends to be the moral mm-hmm. member of the police force, if you're a killer, you don't cozy up with that guy. You do not. Even though they, they've been buddies – a little bit. They, well, they're they're work friends. At least on Ed's part. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> at least there were no eyes put out by fondue forks. Yet. Yes. Yet. That's See, true because they Lee introduced was really the, all about the fondue. They introduced <gasps> the fondue forks the in this goop. episode. In the in the next week's episode, they playfully jab each other. Then the next episode after that, they stab each other's eyes out. <laughs> Calling it right now. Okay, so. You know, I, as I was saying, I, did you have anything else no. on, on the, the no. double date? No, I just wanted more. Lee's hair seemed longer. Lee's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my comment to myself <laughs> on it. But I love seeing Kristen Kringle because I love, Definitely. I love the way she dresses. I mm. love, 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 love everything about how they style her. I and- love the way you cringle. <laughs> no, she's fun though. She's fun though. I really hope she. she there has to be a Christmas episode. Though. 
Yeah. Yeah. There does have to be a Christmas episode with her is a, a Christmas themed super. Maybe that's guy. when she like snaps. At Christmas? Yeah. She finds out Egg killed the guy and then she snaps and maybe he has to help take her down. Yeah, I see it's it right something, now. Something we're writing it. I say I'm writing it down right now. Doop, doop, okay. Doop. So I, I was talking a bit about how Jim, you know, portends to be the, the moral crusader on the Gotham Police Department. Yes. Along with uh, Captain Barnes, uh, the new character we met last week. But I, I think a couple things this episode made me think, you guys, you guys doth protest too much. I mean, yeah. you're trying to be, you're trying to be the most moral criminals in the, in the, in the, in the criminal, yeah. the criminal pen. That's Basically. a really bad metaphor. That was awful. Uh, but okay. First off in the count house, uh, we, well, you know, when, when the officer from the strike force dies, yes. oh, uh, that was sad. yeah, a little bit, but Barnes says they'll use every legal method to bring, bring them in, but he's already been using extra legal methods in his crackdown like on the city. Uh, well, for Mostly one, because I don't know things. For for one, he inte- he flat out said to Lee that we're going to be sending a lot of dead bad guys your, your way, which doesn't sound a lot like justice to me. L- last episode. Uh, oh no, that was was it last? Was it only last week? Yeah, that was last week. Wow, lots of happens in Gotham. And a lot does happen in Gotham. Okay, but, but you know, it, assuming that you're going to be killing a lot of people, that's not that's very not justicey. A, that's not that's not very, not very uh, every legal method. That's no. not a legal method, really. And also, I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty illegal. I mean, this could, would cause like a huge controversy if it came out on the right day mm-hmm. in, in the real world. The that, underwear, yeah, that he was going to parade all of them out in the, their underwear just to shame them. Like, yeah, they, they had pants available. He denied them their pants. Well- you know, read them their rights. It doesn't include pants. The Twenty First Amendment, the right, the right to wear pants. The right. <laughs> <laughs> There's the right I to bear you arms. I thought were gonna like get something on me. I was like, wait. The There's the right to bear arms, There's followed right immediately by the right to wear pants. I think the right to wear pants should be first. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> wear pants, then bear arms. Then bear arms. I, all I'm saying is that. Uh, oh. It, I, I mean, there are just so many things that he does that are just seem a bit above the standard legal yeah. call to action sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I also think that Jim is is getting more and more okay with the extra legal kind of stuff too. The yeah. breaking of you know constitutional rights, things like yeah. that. You, you know, for one, in this episode, he exchanges an endorsement for mayor, which oh. he's completely against doing earlier in the episode for special consideration. During their investigations, he wants to throw more guys out windows. Yeah, he, he, wants, does. he wants to put the thumb, thumb screws to some people, which literally, isn't, probably, which isn't illegal, and also the research says isn't effective, but isn't legal. And uh, you know, <gasps> don't get political. I, I'm not getting political. I, I'm just talking research. I, no, but it's not legal. And he he's basically saying, you know, I'll scratch your back if, if you, you scratch, scratch mine, mine mm-hmm. is so I can break the law to bust these thugs. Yeah. You know, it, it, so I I, th- I thought that was awful, but I also thought it pr- was probably playing right into Theo's hands. Of course it was playing right into Theo's hands. Why do you think he was there right then? Mm-hmm. He knew that when the Strike Force dude died, that that was going to be the yeah, pushing push him over. over the edge. Yeah. But we, we all know, uh, based on what he said so far, that Theo is not interested in killing Jim. He's interested in destroying him in yeah, the public so eye. Yeah, that... So I Which think, maybe the fact that he gets Jim to endorse him and then he turns out to, you know, try and kill the city, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to look so good on the Jim side. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that now that he has this over Jim's head, he can give him a couple favors and then mm-hmm. he can expose him for having done the things he gave him the favors for yeah, and all that. And I, I think at this point it's safe to say that, I mean, obviously it's probably going to build towards a redemption arc. By the end of, of the course. season, he's going to save the day because mm-hmm. he is the main character after all. Mm-hmm. But right now, Jim's compromised. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's no better than Bullock on in God in the in the pilot. Yeah. yeah, so it's only a matter of times until uh, Barnes or somebody else knocks mm-hmm. him down a peg. Barnes and Theo or Penguin. I don't know. Maybe Bullock will even be like Jim. Jim, a little too much. Jim. Yeah, Zaz won't do it. I know. But it's kind of the way you said it. Oh, and uh, Wynn says, uh, you can tell by Theo's smirk that he thinks Jim is dumb as a rock. Yes. Definitely. Basically. Basically. Ha! Ha! ha. Barnes is enforcing their right to bare legs. Yes. Yes. The right Thank to bare legs. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. So we sort of really drilled this. We, which, were you done? which people used to have before the right to wear pants. What? The right to bare legs? The right to bare legs. Okay. 
Um, we already sort of talked about Bridget and Selena's relationship, so this will be relatively quick. Um, it, I like that they've known each other for years, which is really strange, though, because Selena's like 13. Um, <laughs> but I... So I'm assuming that Bridget's a few years older and was already on the street when Selena was abandoned. However, I was under the impression that Selena had run away from home. Mm -hmm. So I guess not. Well, wasn't that... I, I I know she told some kind of half-assed story to Bruce, right? But, but it was I, about leaving. I, I didn't think that was true, though. Like, well, no, I thought, of course it wasn't. But I I wasn't sure how the story. Mm-hmm. Who knows what to believe? Yeah, because she covers it all so well. There's um, there's obviously a story there. Yeah. Oh, we're getting that story at some point. Yeah, I'd imagine we'll get it at some point, or like we'll meet her mom or something. Oh, we're at some point. yeah. If if it's possible, we're meeting her mom. Mm-hmm. Um. But are they going to be like a team now of sorts, at least for like an episode? I think for at least an episode. I, I would almost like to see it uh, a little longer. Go a couple episodes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think at this point, you know, Selena is feeling she she's feeling very alone because obviously she she wasn't a an employee of Penguin. She's more of a contractor. Right. Because like she went to yeah. retrieve the knife. But I think it's only because um, she had been the in with those guys. Oh, and Bobby thinks that Selena's mom's dead. Yeah, but so, I, I I could see that. Mm-hmm, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But right right now she's she's feeling very alone because you know she doesn't have a steady job. Nope. Obviously, uh, she's just called in when she's needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had one friend, one really good friend in Bruce Wayne, and she was trying to rekindle that. But then his butler punched her in the face. Slapped. Slapped her in the face. Cat slapped her. fever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so you know her one friend, uh, she can't even contact now because right. the guy protecting him is protecting him and keeping her away from him. Right. So she's kind of at a place right now where she's just looking for a direction to jump. That's and, fair. And I definitely think this new allegiance wow. with uh, Bridget, who's a, a very much a hunted, wanted criminal in Gotham City right now. Yeah. Uh, she's basically probably going to be getting all the heat that Jerome would have gotten if he had lived. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... Yeah, I heat. Huh. I think it's definitely going to do a lot to push Selena towards the the criminal side. I think it'll definitely push towards the criminal side, but I feel like this would be so easy to like hide from. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of the suit and the flamethrower. Very true. Very like true. all you have to do, become a street kid again. That's mm-hmm. all you really have to do and you're good. But then again, you know, they, there's, the brothers there will. might be security cameras, the brothers, oh, they I might, know. she might have left, uh, if there were security cameras, somewhere. they'd have caught a lot more things in Gotham than mm. they have. Very true. Very true. They didn't invent, uh, security cameras until four years after Gotham takes place <laughs> until the Batman was already on the streets. So how did he keep his secret identity if they could film him going back to Wayne Manor? Underground tunnels, Theo and Wayne Enterprises. It's like Disney. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been, uh, Kind of teasing out a theory about mm-hmm. Theo's involvement with Wayne Enterprises. Obviously, a lot of it was wrong. <laughs> I, he, he, is, is, he is involved in Wayne Enterprises, but only nah. in the sense that he's trying to bring it down because of this multi-hundred-year blood, blood feud. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, he probably isn't the one pulling the strings. He isn't. He isn't. He isn't Sid Bunderslaw's boss. That much is no. Positive. That's very well, maybe, true. Maybe no. kind of now in sort of like a metaphorical way, yeah. like I'm the boss of you now because I took your eye, kind of thing. You're not the boss of but, me now. But I, I, I'm definitely convinced at this point that he was involved somehow in Thomas and Martha's murder. And this whole conspiracy was definitely uh, part of Thomas and Martha's uh, murder as well. I, I, I think that uh, – I, I think that – what's that? I was hearing noises. Uh-oh. Theo Gallivan's here. Uh, no, but I, I definitely think he was involved in, in the Wayne's murder and everything. And, and I, I think that yeah, we're, we're going to see more of that coming out. I, mm-hmm. I almost think that the reason he wants to take Gordon out so much is because Gordon is the only one protecting Bruce. And his whole goal, it seems, is to make sure there's no Wayne heirs left. You know, so I, I kind of think he's a, he's he's that's the reason he's so focused on destroying Gordon. That's is fair. because Gordon's the only one who's Actually kind of protect. Well, the, the only one, Alfred. the only one really working towards finding the Wayne's killers, too. Yeah, there's that. But he he's he's kind of the uh, the guy in power who's protecting Bruce. Mm-hmm. So they, just some thoughts, some thoughts. I'm sure we'll see that teased out a bit more. Oh, I'm sure we will. Also, by the way, Mary James officially still alive. 
That was ish. That was literally my next. Oh, was it? So, okay. Is that yeah, upstairs? Th- yeah, no. I think I think it's something just upstairs. I'm not sure. Let me go check real quick. Okay. Can you here do the news? Yeah, but I definitely. <laughs> Sorry, Tabitha's bored with Barbara and Mayor James, who's still alive, by the way. Mm-hmm. What exactly is Tabitha's goal for all this? Here, let me read read some stuff from my notebook Sorry. here. It happens. It happens. Okay, so uh, like I said, Cat is a, is a, a an empl- a freelancer more or less for Penguin. Um, I also uh, I I would love to see Fish come back just once. Just once, that'd be fun. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I almost want to say we're going to see Theo in an Azrael suit before sooner rather than later. Um, uh, some f- funny lines in this episode, some kind of extreme lines too, like uh, suck my tailpipe was a little oh, bit extreme for Michael Chickalis. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I, I, I just, I, I was really glad to see season one Penguin back in, that was fl- in charge because we, we got a little taste of it in the violence of Penguin yeah. last season or uh, last episode. episode. But you know, for for sure, I, I think uh, it, it was great to see him back in his form and his kind of playing people against each other form. Mm-hmm. Been sorely missed. That sorely it has. Missed. That it has. Okay, so Anne Marie. Okay. Oh, you don't have a, a rating scale. I out of hmm, hmm. I, out of uh four hundred and fifty one for the love detached eyeballs. How many detached eyeballs do you give this uh, episode? Because that, I think that's the official count right now. <laughs> As far as detached eyeballs. 427. Why? Because it's a really big number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I like, we got so much development that we desperately, desperately needed with Theo. Like, I, just like clawing at it. Like, I need to know what his deal is. And now we at least have um, the history behind his deal. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, little scared for Bruce, Brucey boy. Um, but I like anything that has a lot of cat. Brucey pants. Brucey pants. No, that's not as good as <laughs> Pengy pants. I like your pants. Oh yes, antique store lady. We didn't really talk yes, about Edwidge, Edwidge the antique. Oh, that's how you spell it. You don't even want to know what I the was. The antique store lady. I, I hope she comes back, kind of like as an all-knowing oracle of Gotham history. Yeah, because she's awesome. Definitely. Um, but yeah, well, I liked her, and I liked I liked that we actually got like a real flashback. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of fun. I don't Definitely. know why, because it's just not a show that you get like flashbacks like that on. Yeah. So it was, and neat. it was like really detailed it too. Was, it was yeah, like it was here, ha- have this little short story. Yeah, <laughs> it was like here, have this and a bloody stump. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. How many? Yeah. Rip Butch's arm. That. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't his. Okay. Uh, Wynn gives it a uh, four hundred and twenty. Hey, uh, she loved all the info and uh, Penguin getting back into his usual swing of things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it like 445. Oh, wow. Just because. That's like a 9.999 out of 10. I'm really excited about the whole Azrael uh, Order of uh, uh, St. Mm-hmm. Dumas angle. And I'm, I'm just surprised they're getting to it so soon. And right. that it's probably going to be connected to the Court of Owls, too, which I also think is really cool because I've always thought that. Court of Owls was mm-hmm. like you take mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. deal with the Order of uh, Saint Dumas, mm-hmm. and then you take uh, and fans of the comics will know what I'm talking about. Grant mm-hmm. Morrison's Doctor Hurt character and his whole conspiracy thing with Thomas Wayne, and you mash them together, mm-hmm. and you get the Court of Owls. So it's interesting to see that they're kind of like doing that shorthand on Gotham too. And uh, Bobby gives it uh, <laughs> 300 detached eyeballs. Uh, relative to this this season, it felt a bit meh. Hmm. It happens, I guess. He's he's still uh, mourning Jerome. We'll, we'll Wynn uh, Win said she would have given it a full 451 if Gertrude had a scene. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Gertrude is sorely missed, but she's probably busy uh, fil- filming Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt right now because they're filming <gasps> that right now. So uh, I guess now it's uh, we, we're done talking about the episode. It's we are. time for the news. News. First up, the ratings. Uh, Gotham dropped two tenths for Fox, hitting a same day series low. One point three out of four. I yeah one one point three share four million cents something like that. I don't know, but either it was the one point three was the important part. Yeah, it's down a little. It's not so awesome. It's not so awesome. I think we still have. It could be better. It could be better. Noise. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's high. Ho- hopefully, I, it will improve next week. I, I, I think. I, I think while the the numbers are down a little bit, I think the critical reception of it, like it's I hear, going up. I see a lot more people being like. 
well, Gotham kind of sucks, but you know, it's kind of okay. Yeah, it's getting it's better. So they're yeah. like reluctantly admitting they were wrong about the series yeah. <laughs> on a lot of forums and stuff. I'm checking out like the Gotham subreddit and stuff like that. Mm. So we shall see. Okay, next up, we'll uh, watch the uh, trailer for next week's Fire. Fire. By Fire, rather. Fire. There's a freaky firefly chick on the loose. And it looks it's going to be the hunt for Let's Firefly uh, point five. She's Point five. Firefly, Firefly beta version. Yeah, and Kat's running around with her. She's burning a lot of stuff up, too. Yeah, Gordon's trying to talk Selena down. Selena's not having it. Chickless is yelling at people. Chickless is always yelling at people. Then Gordon pulls a gun on Selena. It's gonna. It's all gonna go down next week. I'm sure of it. No more Catwoman. Actually- well, they did say, and I don't know where it's at. I don't have it in the doc. I just remember reading it somewhere that um, they are not opposed to killing like a major Batman character. Very because I mean it's Earth G. It's alternate universe. That's completely fair. Yeah, don't mind. Me. And uh, some people might say they already did <laughs> with a uh, Jerome. Right, uh, right. But, but I mean, there are Lazarus pits in the Batman universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, by the way, we'll have the links to all of these stories at in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com, including this next one, which you might want to check out from at Hamill himself on Twitter. You might know him as Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Uh, Luke Skiwicker, a.k.a. <laughs> uh, the voice of the Joker from Batman the Animated Series. And uh, he's officially given the sign-off on Cameron as, as the, the Joker or quote-unquote Joker, depending on how you take it. Yeah. Uh, but he says, I forgot to mention the wonderful Cameron Mongahan Joker. Love that he's loony uh, before the fall into chemicals and that fiery hair. Hmm. And uh, Cameron responded, you're the coolest Hamill himself, only trying to live up to the incredible places you've taken him. Counting down uh, the days for Killing Joke. Because uh, uh, Mark Hamill is going to be voicing the Joker in oh, the yeah. adaptation of The Killing Joke. Nice. And then uh, Mark Hamill responds, I wouldn't say a word if I didn't mean it. You're doing superb work, dynamic, compelling, and oh so watchable. I want more. I think Aww. we all do. Rip Jerome. Rip Jerome. Rip Jerome. Okay, well, we're going to wrap up here with some uh, listener feedback and everything. Yes. As always, when you get done watching the episode... Put your eyeball back in. Burn down the wall of your apartment. Burning down the house. Jump out onto the fire escape. Okay. Crawl down like a cat. Break in like a cat burglar into the internet cafe right down below you. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Do they even Tweet still us. have internet cafes? Some places. Oh, wait, isn't there that My Little Pony cafe in Japan that just opened? Sorry, Possibly. Irrelevant. Possibly. Yeah, no, completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Tweet us at Legends oh. of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Time to find out. Why Bobby didn't like this episode. Hey, Millennium Reads, it's Bobby. Um, not sure how I feel about the, like, the, I don't know how I feel about this episode. It, uh, it's a little laid back compared to what we've been getting. Uh, the, I feel like the, the, the first part of the season was just, like, pedal to the metal. Uh, but, of course, being laid back is still having people catch on fire and people explode and yeah. people have their hands chopped off because this is Gotham, damn it. um yeah i don't know how i feel about the like the dark camp they were going for this episode that's always had that it's always you know had those moments of camp and Mm -hmm. maybe a little edge Mm -hmm. of camp here and there but this episode felt like balls to the wall like dark gritty batman 66 they had Mm -hmm. the sideways camera angles they had i loved it the huge campy hammy dialogue and performances uh, I mean, really, a, a super villain store where you can go buy like acid and explosives, and then oh, you can awesome. put, or instead of buying explosives, you can just put said explosives in your pants, go outside <laughs> and have a shootout with the cops, and blow up real good. <laughs> I did <laughs> not see that coming. Never, never shoplift at the uh, at the super villain Walmart. Yeah, I don't. Do I that. totally saw that coming when he shoved that down his pants. But let's face it, it was still a bit entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like trauma entertaining. I don't know if you guys remember trauma films from the 80s, but yes. like this is 8 o'clock on a Monday night. So, I mean, I know 
I, like I, I think I've mentioned this before. I'm no prude, but I just can't believe what they're getting away with at eight it's o'clock. That is pretty weeknights, impressive. you know, on network television, nonetheless. But I digress and move on. Um, I thought the villain was pretty decent. Uh, they did have to do like a quick like five ten minute origin for her. Uh, she quickly went from like timid, shy, afraid of fire to like just totally suiting up and and running around with a flamethrower. I think she's but still scared. I thought in the time bit. allotted they did a fairly decent job. She has her uh, mm-hmm. you know, setting that up. And of course it does look like she'll be in next week. I thought it was great that she had somewhat of a history with Selena and I thought Carmen did a great job uh with her performance as Selena in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh probably one of and I I'd, I'd say it was probably my favorite performance in this episode was uh Carmen as Selena. But uh, I wish we had more Bullock. We could always use more Bullock. Always. And then where was Bruce and Alfred? There really was no Bruce and Alfred this episode. <laughs> he was going uh, to school. No, not really was. There was no Bruce and Alfred He was this running episode. still. And then what <laughs> the hell, Penguin? Why did you have to go and cut off Butch's hand? Uh, that was not cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool at all. Butch is cool. Butch has had your back. Uh, we did get a bit more in depth on his whole ticks and everything. So it does look like Penguin does have more control over him than you thought. Mm-hmm. Penguin or uh, Anne Marie, especially now. I mean, look, he cut off his damn hand. I mean, he wouldn't <laughs> do that. Yeah. But I do like it was almost like Penguin was getting into drink to like to, you know, make him not feel the pain as much. You know, like mm-hmm. you would get someone to drink before you put them into surgery in the Civil War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, now, of course, it makes no sense because it just thins out your blood. But, hey, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I don't um, think Penguin was trying to do an exact Galavan storyline, uh, Dumas family, warrior monks. Wasn't Azrael from the Order of Dumas, an yep. order of warrior monks? The, the guy who took over for Batman in the 90s uh, when Bane broke his back. I'm pretty sure that is the case, and I do not remember him having such a close tie to the Gotham family. <laughs> but then again, there I go again, trying to put this show into DC Gotham canon, which it absolutely does not <laughs> obviously have. <laughs> To do. Okay, so moving on from there, um, I feel like Galavan is the one who killed the Waynes, or at least had the Waynes killed and whatnot. So it almost seems like he's probably Kidding. been working behind the scenes since the beginning of the first season. Uh, that's how I feel anyway. And I know this voicemail is going on long, but I just watched the episode and my mind's kind of rambling from it. Um, still kind of. Do not I I I thought that I like the Ed Weege character. I thought her level of mm-hmm. camp is where this show should stay. That's a, like a good mid-level camp. We don't need Theo level camp. We don't need Fish level camp. We don't need uh, superstores selling acid that yes, you can buy with bloody money camp. Yes, um, but anyway, that's just my opinion. So f- as far as this episode goes, I'll go with the obvious uh, arbitrary scale of uh, ripped out eyeballs. Sorry, <laughs> Bill. And I will make it out of 31. I will give it a 19. Um, especially compared to the rest of the season, which has been stellar. I just thought this episode was eh. Thank you very much, Bobby. I, uh, it much agreed on many of your points. Not agreed on some. I guess some, you're allowed but, to be wrong. But we still we still respect them. <laughs> yes. And hopefully that wasn't Butch's drinking hand that I know. I hope not. Rip Butch getting drunk. Uh, next up is Michael Lucera. Take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Michael. Hey, Michael. I'm really uh, loving this season of Gotham. Uh, I am <laughs> noticing that some of the episodes maybe aren't as tight uh, as I would hope that they were or as well written. Not that they're bad. They're pretty consistently good, uh, better than almost anything else uh, on TV right now. But um, maybe just not quite the quality that I would hope for from Gotham. But all in all, the serial aspects, the continuing story definitely continues to keep me hooked. Uh, I was really interested in one of the smaller aspects of this episode, the sister of the two arsonists. Uh, She feels like she's probably someone important, though I have no idea if she's from the comics or not. Uh, Her relationship with Kat was kind of interesting. I'm glad she was able to pull her out of harm's way at the end, uh, even though she did kill that cop. But uh, (laughs) I'm kind of rooting for uh, this character. I'm not even sure what her name is at this point. But... uh, I wonder where that's going to go. Uh, I really felt bad for Penguin this episode as well. He he definitely lost it at the end with uh, cutting off Butch's hand. Man, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, but feel bad for Penguin and Butch. Uh, I love Penguin's uh, unhinging and can't wait to see where that goes. Um, 
I read Bill's tweet last night about the eye violence in this episode, so I was really nervous going in, but I, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I I didn't think this was nearly as bad as Fish. No, it wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. It was more implied eye violence, so I'm thankful that that wasn't as bad as I was hoping it would be. Uh, the only major, well, not even major, but the only substantial complaint I have right now is Galvin's backstory, his motivation. It was kind of underwhelming. I, I, so it's a revenge trip, a family feud. Uh, okay, I guess uh, I'll go along with that. But uh, I feel like either the Rush al Ghul or the Court of Owls theory that's been going around uh, lately would have been more interesting. Per- it's all connected. Personally. But I don't know. It still could be one or both of those. So we'll see. All right. Can't wait to hear the podcast. And y'all take care. Bye. Thank you very much, Michael, uh, for sending that in. Yeah. And uh, as I said so violently just a moment ago, yeah, I think it's all connected. I think, yes, it's uh, the Order of uh, St. Dumas, but it's also Court of Owls. It might also be Rachel Ghoul in there. We'll mix in there, too. Well, I guess we'll find out. Okay, uh, next up, we have a voicemail from Donna War and then a couple of letters, and then we're going to get ahead and out here. Hi, Dylan and Marie. This Hi. is Donna War. I'm watching uh, – I watched Gotham, and I listened to your podcast, and I called in because um, I've got an important matter to discuss. Yes. I think that um, it hasn't been addressed yet that Kristen Kringle, she's got to be uh, – Christmas theme villain, right? Villainess, she, right? Yeah, she's yeah, gonna right. be, she's gonna like go off the deep end and go Christmassy right around December or something. I'm guessing because <laughs> that's uh, there would be a missed opportunity if they didn't go that way with it, don't you? I will say the the thing that makes me think this the most mm-hmm. is that okay, so Paul Dini. Uh, was one of the creators of Batman the Animated Series. Okay. He went on to have a great big career in comic books. Okay. And he created a character named Jingle Bell, which I have up on the screen here right now, which is a Christmas-themed character. Right. Comic book character. Kristen Kringle, Jingle Bell. I can see that. Well, I I just think it would be a fun homage to Paul Dini uh, to have a a Christmas-themed supervillain at some Mm -hmm. point. So that's all I'm saying. I think I don't really know um, like how they're going to get her there, but that's what I want to see. Or um, uh, Enigma make her somehow Christmassy. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be done. It's got to be done. <laughs> and I'm already looking forward to Christmas because the, the Christmas episode's going to kick. But you know it's true, right? Because it's got to oh, happen yeah. that way. It's mm-hmm. got to. Definitely. Thank you very much, Absolutely. Dawn, for because uh, Dawn always send, sends her. She sends them in on Wednesday. Just a little bit late. Just a little bit. But it's okay. We so don't we hold play it them against anyway. it. Definitely. Totally. Okay, so let's see here. What's up next? Okay, uh, we have a letter from Glenn, and Glenn says, I think we may have gotten a reference uh, to the Order of St. Dumas tonight, mm-hmm. which actually, didn't he send this in beforehand? Yes. Uh, before? No, no. No? Okay. No. Yeah, uh, the father at the end of the episode referenced uh, purification from warriors, the likes mm-hmm. of which Gotham has never seen. Could this be Azrael? I hope so. Uh, respectfully, Glenn. And yeah, I, yeah. Uh, we're kind of chasing that down. You want to wrap up with the, the stuff from the Powell family? Sure, the Powell family. Okay. Um, apparently, Josie Mack is from the comics, which that is the... She was one of the, the Strike Force stri- members. The girl Strike Force. And then also nine out of ten severed hands, but Kat is going to need to start using her goggles to disguise herself. Very true. I like that idea. Very, I, very I might have true. stolen that accidentally. You may have stolen that accidentally, <laughs> Sorry, but I'm pretty sure family. Rebecca said it too. Okay, that's yeah, fair then. So it's okay. Okay, well I guess that about does it for this week. As I said, when you get done watching next week week, burn down that wall, run down your fire escape, break into the internet cafe after going there in the time machine email us <laughs> legends of gotham at gmail.com tweet us at legends of gotham take out both your eyeballs because you don't want to look at our facebook at facebook.com slash legends of gotham and then since you don't have eyeballs you can just call 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 and let us know what you thought about next week's episode fire or get fire Something like that. Uh, it was, uh, what was it? The what name of it? it? I don't even know. By fire. By fire. By fire. Okay. So, uh, Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all of the podcasts we do, including Greetings from Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time podcast, this one, and one that's going away soon. But new at, ones will be taking its place. At universebox.com. By the way, uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday, 8.30 yes. p.m. EST at live.universebox.com, we're having a very special Back to the Future episode. Hope because we can sh- see tomorrow you tomorrow is Back to the Future Day. Back to the Future Day, the day it happens. The day the Back day. to the Future 2 happens. Uh, ah! 
hope we can see you there. And also, Bobby will be joining us for our discussion of Back to the Future, too. Yes, sir. So it should be a lot of fun. If you like Bobby's voicemails, he's going to be on like pretty much the entire episode. Basically, so. whether he likes it or not. Yeah, hey, and uh, you can pick up that uh, book series I talked about yes. if you don't want to support us on Patreon. It, uh, <laughs> bit.ly slash dogboybook. That'll get you to the first one or dogboyadventures.com. And you can uh, get the show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes, legendsofgotham.com. We want to thank everybody in the chat room again uh, for coming out, out here Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. EST uh, at live.universebox.com or those who are listening to us on Alpha Geek Radio on the special events channel. Thank you very much, guys. So I guess that about does it. Uh, until next time, I until next time, when we meet again, I, you will join us for, for more. more. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so Gotham. I was like, remember to think outside. This twit is in the can. No. (laughs) (laughs) A joke that probably only like two people will get. That's fine, though.